Good morning, and welcome to Old Readers Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live near the in the Boston area. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, and this is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism, and we are on page 40, the third paragraph, starting with in this frame of mind and ending over on page 41 with the phrase, not a cloud on the horizon. We're reading and sharing just on that one paragraph. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Colleen M., The Twelve Traditions, Jen P., The Readers of the Text, Nancy P. and Heidi B., and the newcomer greeter will be Reva P., and hosting the second hour is Janice P.M. The reference numbers for yesterday, which was Tuesday, November 8, 2022, the 7 a.m. meeting, 19,615, 19615, and the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting, 19,616-19616. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Now I will ask Colleen M. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. Colleen M. from Maryland. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me serve. Thank you so much, Colleen. And now I'm going to ask Jen P. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Penny. Jen P. from New Jersey, deeply grateful for this meeting. Uh, The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this service. Thank you, Jen P. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism, and we are on page 40, the third paragraph, which begins with, in this frame of mind, and ending over on page 41 with, not a cloud on the horizon, 
one paragraph only today. And I'm going to ask Nancy P. to get us started. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Penny. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. In this frame of mind, I went about my business, and for a time, all was well. I had no trouble refusing drinks and began to wonder if I had not been making too hard work of a simple matter. One day, I went to Washington to present some accounting evidence to a government bureau. I had been out of town before during this particular drive spell, so there was nothing new about that. Physically, I felt fine. Neither did I have any pressing problems or worries. My business came off well. I was pleased and knew my partners would be too. It was the end of a perfect day, not a cloud on the horizon. Uh, Penny, if you could time me. So, uh, <laughs> poor Fred, you know, I can see the train coming down the track, but he can't. And, you know, this is what happens when you don't take step one. So, you know, in this frame of mind, I went about my business and for a time all was well. For Nancy P., that for a time all was well would have been about 15 minutes because I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, come to some conclusion about my eating or or had some awful thing happen or you know gone to an extra meeting and said all right I'm done and and gone left the meeting earlier left the meeting for the grocery store or for the convenience store or for the junk food store I mean I've done that many times I've eaten on the way home from meetings I've left food in my car eating two meetings and finished it after the meetings I mean you know this is Fred is this is the quintessential checklist that he has that's his parallel thinking, you know, he thinks he's fine, but he's totally not fine. And parallel means to run alongside without ever intersecting. Um, and this begin to wonder business, you know, that's the key, that's where it starts. Um, and he immediately starts to undermine himself. And that's his, his, his plan. He has three things that he's going to do, self-confidence, willpower, and keeping on guard. And we all know the problem with willpower is that you never know when it's going to fail and self-confidence can be cracked or smashed and for me to live like that that's that's abstinence only you know I'm not going to eat anymore okay I'm so psyched and 10 minutes later still not eating I love it so awesome abstinence and then an hour later I love this abstinence so great I'm so free I love it I'm clean you know my food is clean and tight and you know at lunchtime make it eat it clean up and you could do brain surgery there in 30 minutes. And then by 2.30, I need a cookie. That's what happens to me when I'm just trying to white-knuckle it or stay on guard or use self-confidence or any of that stuff. It's exhausting. Um, and I can't, tell, I can't spend all my time telling myself how great it is that I don't eat compulsively or how clean and tidy I feel. And, um, you know, no step one. And my life lived, you know, that's my whole life was like that. Up, 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 down, 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 bounce, and then back on my way up again. And, um, you know, today I have this thing that takes care of me, that keeps me safe, and it never fails. It does the work for me, and I never have to worry. It's not in my phone. It's not on a book. It's not written down. It's not in a list. It works all the time without fail. And why would I not want to use that to do all the work for me so that I can open up my life to do everything else? I have a little business. I have, you know, I indulge my hobbies. I, um, you know, I garden. I, um, uh, you know, I knit. I, I, like, I hang out with my friends. I, I do everything. You know, I travel. I go to other people's houses. I entertain. I bake. I cook. I do everything. I go where free men go. Why would I not want to have someone to have something take care of me that way than do 
you know, than try to do it myself. Um, and the answer finally, finally, finally is I wouldn't. And the only way that I could get there, um, I couldn't use self-knowledge. It's like a rabbit hole. I was always learning something new about myself that contributed to my eating or that I tried to use as a silver bullet to prevent myself from picking up. And nothing worked. Thanks, I'll wrap up. Nothing ever worked until I got to this place where I could use this thing that takes care of me. And how did I get there? Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy, for getting us started. And before I take any names, and please um, wait till I say I'm taking names before you sit, speak up, um, although we we value everyone's experience, please, if you've shared with them the last two days, like Monday or Tuesday of this week on any of the vision meetings, please step back and let other people's voices be heard today. And I'll do my best to hear everyone's voice. I'm going to ask that you just say your name and save your location for when you speak. It helps me hear other names more easily. So with that, who would like to share? Melissa C. Blanca BG. Hold on. Christina J. Wait a minute. Who was after Melissa? Blanca BG. Darian K. Christina J. Right. Lauren Lauren N. Hi, Lauren. Lauren N. Okay. Now here's the names I have and I know I'm missing one. I have Melissa C, Darian K, Christina J, Lauren N, and I missed one, I think right after Melissa. Jan did you get Janice PM? Janice PM. Ginger C. And who was after Janice? One more time. Who was one more person I missed? We're going to start with this this group then, and then we'll hear some more. So this is the order I have: Melissa C, Janice P M, Darian K, Christina J, and Lauren N. So start us off again, Melissa, please. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thanks, Penny, so much. This is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, um, yeah, you know, the whole purpose of um, these stories is to describe, you know, some of the mental things that precede, excuse me, the first bite. And so, it, you know, so it's important because it says here in this frame of mind, right? Like that's how the paragraph starts off. So it's important that I look at his frame of mind and, you know, and he wasn't sad and he wasn't pissed off and he wasn't resentful. And so like he wasn't eating necessarily for emotions and um, which is good news because, you know, I've eaten on emotions and I've eaten when I haven't had emotions. And um, so that's been, you know, um, irrelevant sometimes to me, you know, but, so what's the mental state that he can keep on guard, that that he can exercise willpower? And, um, you know, but look what happens. Um, he can't keep on guard because it doesn't even seem like he's in danger. He, he feels great and it looks harmless. And, and that's the problem for me is that um, in those strange mental blank spots, 
the greatest enemy to me, the thing that is poison, right, suddenly looks like harmless. Um, it's a subtle foe. And, and so I can't use, I can't stay on guard because it doesn't look like something I need to be on guard about. And I can't use willpower because, um, you know, you only need to use willpower on something that you think you have a problem with. Right. So if you don't think you have a problem with it, you don't need willpower. And, and here's the crazy thing, right? Like we can talk about this. Um, and I still can't use my memory to recall this ever. Like it's not the memory that I use about the pain of when I ate on a perfect sunny day. And it's happened to me. It's not the memory of what it is. It's, um, I remain abstinent today because the desire has been removed. And so I don't need a guard and I don't need to stay on willpower and I don't need to, you know, I don't need to exercise my willpower except I do need to stay on watch for resentment, fear, harmful conduct. And I actually do use willpower, but it's only to seek God's will. And if I do those things, then, um, the food is irrelevant. I just eat abstinently because the desire has been lifted. And if that it sounds like a miracle that the desire can be removed, that's exactly that's exactly what this program is. It's about having a relationship with a power that performs miracles in our lives. And um and I've received a miracle. Um and for that I'm grateful and I'll pass. Thanks. Janice PM, and it's now your turn. Okay, thank you, and good morning to you, Penny, again, and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice PM from Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I love this, and I'm you know, kind of piggybacking on Melissa, too, but it's in that frame of mind, in what in this frame of mind, what's a frame? Right, frame is usually um, used uh, around a picture. That's it. En- it encompasses the picture or the drawing, like I used to tell them in school. Put a frame around the picture. Well, inside the picture is my mind, and what is this encompassing it in my mind? It's it's all those ideas that I had that, and Fred had, and it was just like Fred. I was just like him. Sorry to say, but I was. Um, I was absolutely convinced. I was absolutely convinced I had to stop. So with that knowledge and with my pride, um, you know, I can do this. I can do this. I was successful in other parts of my life, you know. Um, but you see, <laughs> I used to have excuses. I, I see well, how I'm thinking in this frame of mind um, it's equivalent, like they say, of a chronic alcoholic's mind. In my case, a chronic uh, compulsive overeater's mind. Always believing that I own my mind and I can get away just by having a good diet, physically not eating. And I did that. And then I started the steps. And, you know, yeah, well, I really don't need the steps because I'm fine. See, I was just focusing in my mind on the physical part of my disease. 
you know, and I was going to meetings, all these excuses, and then pretty soon I believed that I really don't need the meetings. See, that's the frame of my mind. That's how my thinking is. And then this comes to, you know, la-di-da-da-la, pretty soon I was saying, ah, you know, I got this underhand. I, the, the next thing, it could be to make a decision. It could be months. It could be weeks. It could be moments, whatever. But I make the decision that I'm okay. I can pick up a bite. After all, it's been years or it's been months, you know. So what happens? I take that bite and then I get I get crazy and then I get I do binges and then pretty soon, you know, I'm off to the races because I thought of my willpower. I don't have any willpower when it comes to my food problem. Um, And it's not a food problem. It's a problem in my mind, you know. Um, And at this time, Fred doesn't have any problems in life. He's successful. He's on a pink cloud. There's not a cloud in the sky. Everything is going good. We think, well, things are going bad that we have to eat or whatever we have to do. And uh, not necessarily. Things are going good. (laughs) I would pick up too. So it's not about being dry. It's not about being abstinent only. It doesn't work. It's not enough for me. And it, it just focuses on the physical part of my disease. But I have that frame of mind, which it's encompasses, okay, thank you so much, the obsession of the mind. So when I'm victorious, watch out, Janice. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janice PM, and thank you, Melissa, before Janice. I, I neglected to say that. And next, Darian Kay, you're up. Oh, good morning, Penny. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, awesome. Good morning, friend. Um, I am Darian Kay from the Berkshires in Massachusetts, and very gratefully recovered and happy to be with all of you this morning. Oh, um, yeah, I too just love how this is all written, such imagery, right? Oh. There's not a cloud in the sky. Everything is just peachy keen <laughs> um, and lovely. And, um, you know, I just remember those um, those days when, you know, I would go to diet clubs and, you know, oh, my God, now I have the answer. This is awesome. I'm going to just take this home. This is going to work. This is going to be the one, you know, it was in the right place with the right leader, with the, you know, going with the right people. Um, this is the right day of the week. <laughs> Um, everything was just all lined up um, to be, you know, the perfect uh, storm. <laughs> it was a storm um, instead of the perfect weather. Um, and, um, you know, just just thinking that, really, really, really believing that. Um, you know, and then just resting on my laurels. Yeah, not this. Yeah, not that. You know, this is too hard. That's deprivation. I Yeah, I don't want this. Um, I'll just get back Monday. No big deal. Just, you know, I'm not that heavy. I'm not that insane. You know, just comparing myself to to other people that maybe are worse than I am to make me feel better. Um, you know, and just that, that, that mental twist, you know, and I did not learn about that mental twist till I came to this program and put the food down. And then I realized, wow, it is between my ears and not on my body, um, that it's definitely a, um, you know, a mental obsession with food, with dieting, with um, being good, being bad, all of that kind of stuff. And just, oh, so exhausting, um, you know, and just 
fooling myself, fooling myself and paying somebody else to do that, right? And, and you know, lying to people about what I'm doing and um, to, to cover my tracks and, oh, gosh, it's so exhausting. Um, and so I'm so grateful that today I have the answer, that it's not, it's not how um, perfect certain things are in regard to, you know, my life and things. Just it's all about my higher power, turning it over, not taking it on myself. I think that's really what this story is just, yeah, you know, beating home. It's just like, don't do this by yourself. A broken brain and a crazy mind cannot fix your crazy mind, you know, and do this with the group, do this with a higher power, do this with a program that works. And I am so grateful that I know the answer today. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Darian Kay. Same to you. And uh, next we have Christina J. Morning, Penny, everyone on the line. Christina J. Recovering. Recovering my soul today in North Carolina, one day at a time. I have a disease, obsession of the body, excuse me, allergy of the body obsession of the mind, and I guess you could throw obsession in the body in there, too, when I used to have quite an obsession with my body, which came from my mind, but I don't know, you know, I've had many good things happen in my life, but I always had an underlying anxiety, underlying anxiety, fear, and I, you know, I haven't tracked all those things down yet, back to the roots and all that, Um, I've done some of it, but what I know today is that when... I hear the words in my head or I see there's not a cloud in the sky on the horizon. My disease says, ah, it's okay. You don't have to make phone calls. You don't have to connect. You can stay overly busy. You can wally and lallygag around. You know, you're tired. You've you've had a wonderful week and it's been exhausting and, and everything's good. Relax. Perfect doorway with the dis-ease in me to tell me that I don't have to do the work. Um, Sharing on the line, making a phone call, even though I don't think I need to or want to, changes my moments. Not my life, but my moments. And my life changes moment by moment in this program. I am recovering my soul through this program. I'm recovering what's my soul that's been buried with all the bullshit of my life. And I don't want to call it bullshit. Let's call it compost. Let's call it something that has actually brought me to where I am today as a human being. Learning to be human. Learning to live one day at a time. This weekend I sat on the porch. I put my feet up. Watched the clouds go by. And was at peace. That is very unusual for me. I've lived out in the future all of my life. If I could get there, I would be okay. If I could do this, people would love me. I would be validated. I could be seen. I could be loved. It went on and on and on. And I had God with me. I felt his love. But I needed people to validate me. You know, God's not enough to validate me. By God, today, God is enough to validate me. I answer to God. I don't answer to anybody else. I can share with people. But I answer to God. At the end of the day and in the morning, And during the day, I answer to God with all the shit that comes up in me. I cry out. Without that, I got nothing. Got nothing. This disease is just going to sit here and get worse and worse. 
if I don't cultivate something with something bigger than myself and trust it and have faith and walk this journey and recover my beautiful soul day by day, moment by moment. Thank you for being there with me. I love you all. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Uh, and next we have Lauren N. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, visionaries. Lauren N. from New York, recovering compulsive overeater sugar addict. Not a cloud in the sky. That's exactly where I was after six, almost seven years of abstinence, not eating sugar, not eating any of my binge foods, being recovered and feeling like there was no clouds on the horizon. Well, there were, and I didn't see them coming. I was Fred. And I picked up, and it was hard. God, was it hard to get back to the point where I am today, where I'm on my knees again. One year of absolute hell. I didn't know I was Fred. I did not know it. I didn't see it coming. I got annoyed about a year ago and I left the rooms. I thought I could do it on my own. I was recovered. And after, I don't know, about three or four months of holding on to my routine and, and praying and doing a little service here and there and, and working with sponsor, my sponsor and whatnot, but stepping back from all the other re- recovery things I was doing, um, all of a sudden, it thought came to me, one little bite might not hurt. And that's exactly what it was, one little bite. And boy, was I off to the races. In two and a half months, I gained almost 30 pounds. I have never eaten the way I ate. I've never binged the way I binged for those two and a half months. And it took me another two months to get off of sugar. I surrendered sugar again 140 days ago, 41 now. And I'm only now coming back to vision. Thank you all for being here and for accepting me back, even though I feel so flawed. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate your coming back and talking. Okay, so um, a little a little else um, told me that I missed someone. And so that's Ginger C. So, Ginger, it's your turn. Ginger C. Hi, Penny. There you can go. you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Oh, beautiful. I never know if this mute or unmute is not working or working. So thank you so much. I so appreciate that. And what a beautiful meeting. And uh, I'm just so grateful to be with you guys this morning. Um, like Lauren, not wanting to cross talk, but... 
my experience, strength, and hope is that I got the greatest gift in my life. I became neutral around food. I felt free. I felt happy. I was in my skin, and, um, and I gave this greatest gift away. And to get back after the first bite, it's been hell. It's been almost a year. And so I'm so grateful to, to have the sugar down today with God's grace. And I just love, um, oh, now I can't even think of the words. There was just two, the dry spell. Oh, you know, put the plug in the jug, put the food down, but what are you doing? And that's my biggest problem. This program, these 12 steps, is, is all about actions, the actions that I'm always taking, not what I'm thinking. And I'm always in my mind. You know, there's not a cloud in the horizon. So my mind, I get addicted to adrenaline. Got to get excited. Got to get some distraction. You know, there's not a cloud in the horizon. It's a little too calm up there. And, and my mind goes crazy. And so, you know, without God, without power, because I'm absolutely powerless. I have no choice or control when it comes to food. I am the real compulsive overeater. I'm screwed. And how do I get to God? I practice this program daily, seven days a week, 365 a year, and I cannot stop. And I love my friend in Scottsdale, Arizona. He says all the time, text me, Ginger, what actions are you taking? What actions? Because he knows I'm a slob. He knows I'm lazy. He knows I stop. You know, and that's exactly what happened. What was working, I stopped doing it. And I picked up. And now I'm just grateful to be here with you this morning. I don't know where the day's going to go. I don't care about the future. I'm so right here right now. And I'm grateful, too, for every beautiful bite because these relapses, these bites, they are lessons. And I have grown in huge ways. So I love you all, and I'm so grateful to be here. And you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Ginger C. And before I take more names for those who'd like to share, just a reminder that we are on page 40, the paragraph that starts with, in this frame of mind, and ending over on page 41 with the phrase, not a cloud on the horizon. And so, um, again, um, if you've shared in the last two days, please hold back. And uh, I'll take some names of those who'd like to share now. Who would like to do that? Jennifer C. Russ M. W. Sherry D. Kathleen W. Hold on a minute. Of all those names, I got Jen and Russ. So let's start again, all right? Jim S. Blanca B. G. Kathleen W. I need it. Sherry. Sherry, Wait a minute, I had Janice number Leslie S. W. Janice Leslie S. W. Kathleen W. Wonka okay, BG. So I'm so sorry. I did my best to hear everybody. Um, we're going to have to stop there, and I'm not even sure that we'll get everybody in. So when you share, please give me the, the initial of your last name. I have Veronica. I have Jen. I have Russ M., Kathleen, and um, was there another Jen? I believe there were two Jens. Janice S. Janice, okay. All right, so let's start with Veronica, please. Uh-huh, sir. 
Veronica? Oh, perhaps I, <laughs> there's not even a Veronica. Okay, how about Jen? Gosh, I'm batting zero. Good morning, today. this is Jennifer C. Can I be heard? Jennifer C., go ahead, yes. Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much um, for all these beautiful shares, you know. Um <clears throat> I remember I remember being in in the depths of this disease and I would feel afraid if a binge wasn't bad enough. Because I would think, you know, if it's not bad enough, I'm not going to stop tomorrow, right? So then that thought would give me more permission to just make it as bad as I can make it because somehow I thought that if it was bad enough, if I felt like I was going to die, my hangover was bad enough that that would have the power to make me never go back. And then step one became, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad I think I'm going to die, no matter how long I have to, you know, pull over to the side of the road for to throw up and think I'm going to get Um, you know, hit by a car, all that fear, all that crazy, crazy, crazy experience. Step one became, I'm going to eat again. I'm guaranteed to eat again. It doesn't matter how bad the binge is or isn't. I'm going to eat again. That's step one. Nothing has the power to keep me from the food except for the power of God that becomes alive in my life, unquenched power as a result of these steps. Um, So that's one of the mental states, right? Like it has to get really, really, really bad before I stop. Um, Too hard work of a simple matter, right? Like I had no trouble refusing drinks. And I began to wonder if I had not been making too hard work of a simple matter. Um. This is not a simple matter, but this is a simple solution. This solution is simple. But this matter, this disease is ferocious. It uses my emotions. It uses my non-emotions. It uses my excitement. It uses my depression. It uses my genetics, my circumstances, my fears, my insecurity. It uses all the things. It's not so simple. But here we have this very simple solution, God's power God's love and God's way of life. That's what we've been given. And and what does that mean, right? God's power, God's love, God's way of life. It means work the steps. It means give yourself completely to this program. It means offer yourself to it. It means admit that you cannot do this alone, not even for a day. Not even for a day. When I was in detox, I was constantly on the phone. I constantly had AirPods in my ears, podcasts on. I, I was in treatment. It, it became, you either detox here or you have to go somewhere. My, my life became a hospital. It had to become that for me to get well. So the hospitalization period is called that because it is like putting ourselves in the hospital. You know, I I wrote things on my refrigerator. I wrote things on my mirrors. I needed to see it constantly, and I needed all of you. So this work works 
this process works. Um, today I'm willing to grow along these spiritual lines. I don't have to do this perfectly. Anyone who works closely with me knows I don't do this perfectly. But I continue to grow along spiritual lines, and I must, I must be entirely abstinent. So with that, I pass. Make your home, your treatment center as best as you can one day at a time. With that, I pass. Thank you so much. And next, Russ, Russ M., Good morning, Penny. Good morning, family. Russ Hammer, Cover Compulsive Overeater outside of Philly. My man Fred, when I, when I read this and over the years, all the times going through it, I think of, for me, for Russ, my connection to Fred is take what you want and leave the rest. Because I'm so smart. I got such a great personality. I don't know if I'm stunning or good looking, but, you know, we could debate about all that. And I'm so humble that I got this whole thing lined up and locked down because I know everything. And there was no humility. No humility. I I was taking what I wanted and leaving the rest and leaving people in shambles. Not just my body, not just my health, not just my mind, but people in my family manipulating money, banks, people, my mother, my family, everything. It was the whole thing because I knew better than everybody else. I knew what was going on. I'm lost money. I know what's going on. You can't tell me nothing. Yet, what happened? I left awake. Bodies, bags, and uh, their bank accounts because of this disease, you know? I, I, it destroyed me because I knew so much. And yet, you know, I didn't know the solution. I didn't know about the 12 steps. You know, I pray you know, that people could get to it earlier than I did. I wish I would have known. But if I had been open and I could maybe open my eyes and my ears and shut the hell up, maybe it would have been, you know, it would have been placed to me, you know, showed in front of me and I could have grasped it. Maybe people did put it in front of me, and I never knew because I knew so much, you know? This disease is so vicious. Every day I wake up with something that has impacted my life, my relationships, my body from this evil thing. But that's a great thing for me. I don't know about you, but I know for me, having to see that and feel that and make amends and live a different life keeps me close to God. It keeps me honest. It keeps me accountable. In a way, I'm glad I'm a compulsive overeater and I have 12 steps and I got to work this program. I have to live this way because it keeps me closer to God. You know, I'd be nowhere. I'd be nowhere without the 12 steps and God. You know, I know God healed me of this. He's abated it. But I had to put a little sweat equity into it. I had to accept. And surrender was not just saying it. I had to live it. I have to live it. And, I, and this is what Fred, when I read about Fred, I read about Russ, this, this knucklehead, you know, that, that couldn't be teachable or none of that. And you got to be destroyed. I had to be destroyed. I had to be beat up good to uh, be able to accept help, man. And I hope nobody else goes through that. We have such a beautiful gift in these 12 steps. And then we have a God that loves us, that wants to see us free. So 
Thank you for letting me share. I, I love you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Russ. And next we have Kathleen W. Hi, this is Kathleen W. in Illinois. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your... Good morning, good morning. Thank you for your service. Oh, my heavens. Um, boy, do I need this story. Um, I've never really related to Fred like I do today and, and since we've been reading about Fred. Fred, for me, is an ominous warning. Um, I've been abstinent for, well, since January. And um, I became, I went, took a trip out of the country for two weeks. I got, I, then I came back with COVID. I was sick for a week and a half. And then I had somebody coming over here, staying uh, with us in our home. And, um, and so I got distracted with all of this. And, um, you know, my thinking started changing, you know. I became too busy to finish my 10 steps, you know, I'd write them and not call people, uh, you know, for a while to, to, to do them. Um, I really related to that. Somebody mentioned that being too busy. If anything is, is my character defect, that's, that's, that's it, being too busy to uh, do these little things that I need to do to, to stay sober. Um, uh, rethinking another thing, you know, my my thinking is tending towards Fred's. Bring thinking that perhaps I can have that. Take a taste of that French fry. Just just take a taste of it, just to see what it tastes like. Um, and um, then some of the thoughts. Perhaps I can reintroduce uh, some of the foods that are on my red light list. Um, and I'm doing some of the work, so there's a justification. I'm doing some of the work that I'm that I usually do. I'm sponsoring and uh, making outreach calls. I'm taking calls like I've never had before. Um, and but there's those food thoughts, you know. Um, and so I needed to talk about this. Um, I've also, you know, the thought too, uh, thoughts about well. I'm not, I never was as sick as a lot of these people. I never was uh, morbidly obese, you know. And I think for a person like me that hasn't really suffered in that way, it's hard for me to stay on track sometimes because I, I you know, I didn't have that terrible desperation. Um, I, I bottomed out when I was in OA, uh, not really before. So... Thank God for this. Thank you for your shares. And um, I just wanted to claim my seat today. Uh, and with that, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen W. Okay, next I have Janice and uh, don't have your last initial. Janice? Good morning. Uh, this is Janice S. Like Sunshine from Tennessee. Um, this morning, the reading immediately made me think of, um, in this frame of mind, um, I went about my business and for a time all was well. Uh, right away, I'm reminded that I have a disease. I, I am a compulsive overeater, by the way, and I am recovered for right now. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I I have a disease. 
And my disease doesn't have a calendar uh, or a, a clock of any kind. I don't have the disease from Monday to Friday, eight to five, or anything like that. It 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 it's twenty four seven. It doesn't take off for holidays or or any particular time. Um, if I have diabetes, I, I have diabetes twenty four seven. If I have to take medication to control my blood sugar, it doesn't take any kind of breaks. And and my disease is the same. So. For me, there is no time that I can take a holiday from from doing what I have to do to to take care of my disease, which is is outreach or the phone calls or the meetings or whatever I do. If I stop doing that, then the disease takes over and it wins. And then I fall into what Fred fell into and what I've fallen into before. Um, that's just the, the way I look at it. It doesn't, I don't have the, the I don't have the, the benefit. It doesn't come, it's not a disease with benefits. It, it does, it's, it's a disease. Now, having said that, used to, I would have said, you know, I, woe is me, I have this disease. But because I have this disease, I no longer say woe is me. I say thank God I have this disease because because of the fact that I have the disease and I do have to do the step work, my life has changed completely because I have taken the steps and I do work the program. So many things have changed in my life and I'm not going to say I want anybody to have the disease, but I'm certainly happier knowing what I know, the truth that I have learned, and the relationship that I have with my higher power. So for now, I'm grateful, and I try to live in a life of gratitude, and I just have to take care of my disease on a daily, sometimes hourly, well, an hourly basis for that matter. And I hope that some of that makes sense. I do appreciate you being here for the meeting. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Jennifer S. Oh, excuse me, Janice S. And we have time for perhaps two two-minute shares. So if you said your name and I missed it. Pamela okay. P. Pamela P. I didn't hear anyone, so let's try that again. The two people that first Terry M. Terry. Terry M. Pamela P. And Pamela. Okay, two minutes each, please. Go ahead. Terry M. Hi, I'm Terry M. in Florida. Thank you so much, Penny. And um, looking at uh, the frame of mind, uh, Fred had, and he tells us that it was a great day. He had no trouble refusing the drinks. He was out of town, and he had been there before out of town. He was physically great and no problems, no worries. And he has been successful in the business he went to do. So 
you know, I've had the same thing where I've eaten in a beautiful, wonderful day. It doesn't have to be just uh, when there's problems or anything. But then um, where it says in this frame of mind in the previous paragraph, what I see is that, first of all, he did not believe. He did not believe anything they had told him, really. And in this program, I find I have to have a lot of faith, a lot of belief. And that's the crux of everything, you know. And uh, second, he had the self-knowledge. And uh, we know that Roland Hazard spent a year with Jung and thought he had all the self-knowledge in the world. And, and he was drunk in the plane or the boat or whenever he was just coming back from Switzerland from one year. And uh, so that's self-knowledge. And he says also, number three, that he was usually successful. So that confident cockiness does not work. And uh, fourth, he says, willpower to keep him in, in, in guard. And that'll never work, um, the willpower. So what I see that his all his problems was that he was self-reliant uh, and just uh, believing that we have the power. So it's starting from step one, uh, no power. Thanks, Penny. I pass. Thank you. And next, Pamela P., you're going to take us out. Pamela P. Okay. One more time. Pamela, are you there? Well, actually, uh, we don't have time to take another another share, so I'm going to just uh, stop right there and thank everybody who had anything to do with putting this meeting on, everybody who shared, everybody who attended. And um, please stay on for another um, hour where there will be more time to share. Hello. Uh, Pamela, we've run out of time. Perhaps you can share on the next hour. Okay, so the share ID for today, which is November 9th, 2022, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19,618-19618. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and I'm going to ask, uh, who is it? It's uh, Heidi B. to read that selection for us. Hi, Heidi B. from New York, uh, recovered for today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.